Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the front porch here tonight. Pastor Chris here with you. And as we uh, as we come together this this middle of the week, it's Wednesday. And, um, you know, I just I feel like I'm repeating this a lot. You know, just a, what another gorgeous and uh, wonderful day to, to be outside and 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 to be here on my front porch. It's just uh, just God has just blessed us with another uh, wonderful, wonderful day. And I hope that uh, for you, it's been uh, been also a great day. You've been able to uh, just spend some time either with family or outside and enjoying God's creation on your front porch or wherever it might be. Or if you were working all day today, I just hope maybe just during that time you were able to find a moment of peace and quiet. Because I know sometimes that happens where it's just pure chaos. And, and I hope maybe right now as we, as we come together that it's just a, just a moment of, of just, uh, just relief for you and your journey. You know, as we, uh, as we, find ourselves kind of at this this mid point of the week i um i just am, am kind of you know just so almost just want to just take that breath you know and just just stop for a while and um because there's a lot that goes on throughout our weeks isn't there and, and and there's a lot that happens in both in the world and in our personal lives and and you know we we think about a, a measuring point and we say well i'm halfway through it uh, I'll get to the weekend, but you know, for a lot of us, the weekends are just as busy as the weeks, and so we can't uh, find ourselves uh, waiting too long to find that rest. And I hope that you can take that. Uh, but tonight, want to continue our our conversation here on the front porch about about our purpose and about where God is calling us in this life. And and as we as we look ahead, as we re- begin to wrestle with that, one of the things that uh, I think I find for for a lot of us is understanding. I don't know if it's why God calls us, but but how does God call us? And 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 you know we have to 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 understand that why question. We have to uh, we have to be really ready and and open to to the spiritual moment in our lives of when God says, "Here, here I am, here I am, and this is what I am calling you into." And so we're going to touch on that a little bit here tonight on the front porch and and really just look at you know why why do I have a purpose in my life and what does that look like for me and for for really for anyone that I'm around and so I'm so grateful to have you here tonight on the front porch and what do you say let's get started So these dreams that we have, the, the calling that God calls us into on a daily basis, 
for whether it's a personal journey or, or it's our life journey, one of the things that, that we begin to wrestle with, and I touched on a little bit last night on the front porch and want to uh, kind of dive into it a little more is, is how do we discover this? Uh, how do we uh, figure out what it is God is, is trying to communicate with us? And, and I said at the end of our time last night, I think part of it is committing ourselves to God. To, to fully exposing our hearts to Christ and what that means in our lives. And, and so I want to dive into that a little bit more. Uh, I shared that, you know, for a lot of people, uh, and I've heard this many, many times, and even for myself, I wrestle with it, of, of you, you find yourself very successful. You find yourself at a place of, uh, of, of what on the outside looks to be good. But yet on the inside, you're, you're just empty. You're, you're torn. You're... You're not being fulfilled, and and and, it, and it's tough. And it's not until we uh, basically cry out to God and ask God for that guidance that we begin to begin, I think, to really understand what that is. And and there are stories upon stories upon stories of of people who, once they realized they needed to commit themselves to Christ, it wasn't until then did they begin to understand. The purpose that they that they had for their lives, uh, for some it, it's very clear of how it wasn't until that point that God began to then speak to them, it, and and even I suspect they would even say God had been trying to get through to them, but until they truly opened their hearts, they never really heard, they never really saw and understood what God was saying. Th this passage out of Ephesians, and I want to read this to you. Um, it, it is this, it's, it's verse 10, it says, For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. So there's a couple things that, that we have to uh, kind of pass, <laughs> cats fighting here, uh, kind of decipher, if you will. Um, the, the first is that... Um, the first is that we acknowledge we are made by Christ, that, that Christ himself, uh, through God, through Jesus, ha has been and always is our creator. And, and this is throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New. God is, is the one who creates us. And in us, God creates good. Because he says that all the way back in the book of Genesis. And so if we begin to acknowledge that, so that when we commit ourselves to Christ, we realize, at least I hope we do, th that we are good. That there, there, there is good in us because of what God has done. And when we begin to realize that, we think, think to ourselves, what has God done? Well, he's created us in us to do good in the world. It, it's not that we are to uh, do as the law says, the Mosaic law, but, but to do as Christ calls us to act in the world. Now, why do I say this? Because I think for a lot of us, our purpose, our calling in life that will fill us, has this a part of it. Now, I'm not saying that we have to all go out and serve each other, uh, serve in, in, a, in a ministry capacity that helps the poor, the sick, the needy. Yet, what we are doing, we should be able to understand, I think at some level, the, the good works that we're doing through the efforts we're doing in this life, whatever that may be, however, we're, however we are called into it that we are working through to do good in the world for Christ. 
And I think that is the essential part of that first step of understanding what it is we're called into. Uh, and it's not until then that we kind of begin to see this why. Uh, begin to understand what is God's plan for my life. Understand his purpose for us. Yet when we begin to recognize that 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 God has created in us something good, then it allows us to open our hearts to see what it is we're to do or what our, to use the word purpose, is for this world, for this life. And, and I want to say this, that when we begin to unfold that, and I've been asked this question before, what if, what if God doesn't have a plan for me? Or, or what if the plan God begins to unfold for me I don't like? I don't see myself fitting into. Here's what I would say. If your heart's truly open to what God is saying, then God will allow you to find the joy in that. You, you will understand that. Uh, we look at the Gospel of John, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and that he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Here's what, here's what Jesus is saying, that, that part of the struggle to understand our purpose is because we're walking in darkness. It's hard to see our purpose in the dark, isn't it? It's hard to see anything when the lights go out. Yet, yet when we have Christ, when we, our hearts are open to that, we begin to then see that good, that hope that God has planted in you. And that's the, where the purpose is found. Um, another half of this, and I think probably the, oh, probably the second uh, part of this equation, and, and I've, I've experienced this with a lot of folks as I've, as I've walked alongside them, um, is that the, the purpose of our life not only stems from having our heart open to God, but having our understanding of how unique each and every one of us is. Uh, God not only creates goodness in us, but he creates us to be unique. Uh, none of us are, are the same. We can... We can wear clothes that, that, that fit us into a category, or we can uh, talk in a certain way that fit us into a category. We can behave in a certain way that fit in you know, all of these things to, to, to bring us into fellowship with like-minded people. But yet the truth is even in that, we are very unique. We are very unique. And, and, and I think if we begin to understand that, then we stop trying to compare ourselves to others. I think too often I, I see folks who go through struggles to figure out who they are. And, 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 and some of it, some of it, not all of it, but some of it is based out of this desire to compare themselves to other people. Uh, we have to celebrate that not only God has created good in us, but created us to be very unique, very unique and, and um, One level, I think, is just saying, wow, uh, I, I am not only uniquely created, but I am good in that creation. And when you begin to hold on to that, you begin to realize that, that you, are, you are God's uh, handiwork. You, you're God's masterpiece, if you will. And, and in Jesus, God is preparing you preparing you to do the good things throughout your life, throughout your uh, current existence here. Um, 
it goes on in the second half of that verse, in which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. In other words, God uh, prepared this before. In other words, um, God, here, here's a way, another way to think about it. God ordained you to do the good works in the world that is needed. And, and those, those timings change. And we should uh, live in that. That, that should be our life. In other words, uh, our salvation should propel us to live in that space. Now, doing the things don't, doesn't give us salvation, but it, it propels us into that space, in, into a space. In other words, uh, when we f- want to figure out our purpose in life, or what we're called to do, it takes a step from that. Um, we cannot compare ourselves to others we cannot look around our, at ourselves or surround and say, wow, I wish it was like them. I wish I had what they had, whatever that may be comparing, whether it's, whether it's money, whether it's family, whether it's job, whether it's identity. Because what that, whoever that is you're comparing to, what they have is nothing you can have because it's their uniqueness, not yours. And your purpose, it will be defined by what God has created in you to do in the world. And it's very unique and very special. And I think these two elements, these two uh, caveats, if you will, it is how we begin to understand the purpose that God created it for us. Because what God created you to do is only for you. What God created you to do is not what I'm going do and what God created me to do is not what you will do there there'll be some uh, similarities there'll be some uh, moments that we compare ourselves to others but it is all at the core very unique let me um, share a story when I was when I was younger one of my uh, favorite uh, rock groups was was Def Leppard I still listen to music today and and their drummer Rick Allen was in a very horrific car accident uh, lost his lost his arm right arm and he had to learn uh, that even though he had lost his arm, he, he didn't have to give up what he felt called in to do. And that was to continue to play music. Um, he, he sat back, he figured out a way, and, and it became even better. And I, I would almost argue became even a greater drummer as a result of that. He, he would even um, become an artist. He would paint pictures, gorgeous pictures. And, and he said one point when, when being interviewed, he said, you know, I had to not compare myself to others because I wanted to celebrate my uniqueness, not, not what I shared with other drummers. And, and I think he said, and I, at least I suspect I always remember hearing that that's what propelled him to be even better because that was living out what God had called him to do, which was to make music, which was to make beautiful music, wonderful music. And, and I still enjoy a lot of the music that that group made even to today. And I think, you know, it comes down to, and, I, and I've shared this with folks, celebrate who you are. Celebrate who God has created in you to be. Because I promise you it is unique. I promise you, it is beautiful. Because in you, 
in you is something that no one else has. God has placed inside of you something that I don't have, something that your siblings don't have, your parents don't have, only you. And hold on to that, celebrate that. And, and if you don't know what that is, if, if you cannot figure out what that looks like, I don't want you to be disappointed. I don't want you to get discouraged. I want you to, to just take a step back and say, you know, God created in me something unique and special. And, and it's in that specialness, it's in that beauty that, that I can celebrate that God loves me. Now, again, we got to open our hearts to Christ. We got to open our hearts to, to the beauty. I have something crawling on me. Um, because if we can do that, friends, if we can, if we can get to that point in our lives, we'll begin to see our purpose a little clearer. We'll begin to understand what that is in a far greater sense than we know today. So it takes these two steps and there's more, and we'll get into more this week, but really taking these two steps, first step, figuring out is your heart truly, and I mean truly open to Jesus. And if it is open to Jesus, then is then is your heart listening? Listening to the fact that God created you to be unique in the world. No one is like you. Even, even twins are different in some level. Because that's how God works. How God is. You open your hearts and will celebrate the uniqueness that you are. Let us pray. The Lord be with you. Loving Father, I, I give thanks to you tonight for the celebration of the uniqueness that you've created in all of us, for the joy that surrounds us, for the, for the moments of, of thanksgiving. Because Lord, I know and I realize that, that often we, we struggle to see within us that beauty that you've created. We, we struggle, Lord, to see that, that unique that unique child that, that we are. And so, Lord, I just, I just come to you and ask for your blessing upon us all. Let us see, let us hear, and let us know with the certainty that is your Son, Jesus. And that as we do, as we open our hearts more to you and to the world, we will, without a question, without a doubt, Find joy. Find joy. So, Lord, I lift this all up into your arms and ask for that blessing. Through the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, if that's where you're at, if, if, if that's what you are wrestling with tonight, what is my purpose in this life? I want you to hear this that you have been created in the goodness of God that in that goodness, you are unique. Oh, you're so unique. So celebrate your uniqueness. Celebrate the joy in you. None of us are the same, but we're all God's children. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, I thank you for stopping by here tonight on the front porch. And boy, I tell you what, I hope that you're able to get out and enjoy what God has given to us. Looks like cooler temperatures are on their way. Yet until then, let us celebrate what God is doing. 
So thank you for stopping by the front porch. May God bless and keep you. Until tomorrow, may you see the face of Christ. Good night from the front porch. Thank you.